You have a group that's called Correct the Record right. um, that sent an email to the Huffington Post this week uh, attacking Bernie Sanders and comparing him to Jeremy Cor Corbyn, um, fellow insurgent populist over in Britain now who runs the Labor Party, uh, linking him to Hugo Chavez, uh, suggesting that he was uh, sympathetic to Hezbollah. Um, uh, Senator Sanders come back with this and said, issued a statement today saying it's kind of the kind of onslaught I expected to see from the Koch brothers or Sheldon Adelson. How do you respond to that? Well, you know, Correct the Record has said publicly we're doing due diligence on Secretary Clinton's primary opponents. Our job is to help elect Hillary Clinton. Uh, and, you know, uh, you're in the media. We move a lot of information around into the press about Republicans and also about uh, Secretary Clinton's Democratic right. uh, primary opponents. There, I don't think there's anything new or surprising about this. Senator, Sa Senator Sanders has not said a negative word about Secretary Clinton so far. Secretary Clinton has not said a negative word about Senator Sanders so sure. far. So what is it that makes you guys think it's now time to start comparing him to uh, some of these people that you're comparing him to and associating him with some of these other very unsavory folks? Yeah, well, look, I think that there are at least three issues from economic inequality to reigning in Wall Street to campaign finance reform that both Senator Clinton and Senator Sanders are out there campaigning on right. successfully. Yeah. But you're going to have to draw some contrast. This is a political campaign. Do you think Bernie Sanders resembles Hugo Chavez? The research doesn't say that, no. Okay, but, you're, but, but by raising the Chavez comparison, it seems to be that's what you're kind of basically trying to say about him, right? Well, we don't characterize the research. The research is factual. It's fact-based. It's out there. People can take it for what it's worth, look at it, weigh it. Take it seriously or dismiss it? Is, is, this the, is this the beginning of, of a greater onslaught as you see it as your role now basically to try to do the dirty work for the Clinton campaign that they don't want to do against Bernie Sanders directly? No, there's no dirty work involved here. It's just putting out facts. I think it's dirty just, work. this is a political campaign and you're going to have to draw some contrasts. I, don't think, I mean, that's just part of the process. And I think it's a healthy, David, democratic, small view process that we're going to go through. David, what's the contrast you're drawing with that Hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie Lee Third. I'm Jack Allison. I'm Jonathan Daniel Brown, and that was a dog. Yeah. Sorry, guys. There's a, uh, a siren that that you can hear, and she started barking. Should I? Uh... Bodie, you were just quiet. She's a, by the way, she's a, I know we're taping now, but I just want to give her a shout out. She just waddled into the other room. She's a Lhasa Apso, and they oh. were bred by Tibetan monks to be like alarm dogs. So their right. ears are very sensitive, and they would bark when like a bandit was coming into the monastery or whatever. And then this the dogs outside. By the way, no, oh, sorry, this is Katie <laughs> this is Halper. Our, gate, uh, our guest. Hi, Katie hi, hi, for guys. Being here, Katie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks um, for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks we for having me. We love your yeah. show. We love Gabe. Thanks. Say hi, thanks. To Gabe. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, yes, you can. You can. Gabe Pacheco, my uh, my my side piece. My uh, whoa, yeah, whoa. Wow. He's engaged. It's not really a thing, but um, and not active, not polyamorous, and I know of. So, just kidding. Just my uh, acoustic side piece on the on the mic. Your professional and, uh, side piece. Yes, yeah, your professional right. side piece. Your 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 work husband. Uh, yeah, my as, work as, husband exactly. As, as an annoying phrase. He's uh, a handsome it, man. Work wifey. He's a handsome man, huh? Mm -hmm. He looks like Jeff guy. Goldblum. He looks like Jeff Goldblum, as yeah, he himself he, has said. Hispanic <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I like it. And today we have Katie Halper on the show because, as anyone who's been online knows, it's happening again. Um, it's time. 2016 um, is repeating. And all the bad people who were wrong about 2016, right. as far as you know, the election goes, they're all back, and they are on fucking one big time. Well, they've all been promoted. Well, what's interesting about this time is that not only did 2016 never end, so we've just been living right. in a never-ending 2016, but now a new 2016 is forming within the ongoing 2016. Yes. So now we're like on a new 2016 within a 2016. 2016 squared. Yes, right. that is let so me, much let me, Hold on, let me do, let me do the math. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like the Hebrew calendar. But the reason we're having Katie on is she is the maybe one of like one of two or three pundits out there who was actually right in 2016 now she's seen no material benefit from this unfortunately right. yeah. in fact people in fact people don't like you for having guessed it correctly right i guess well to be fair i didn't get okay i 
I thought that um, Bernie was always more electable against Trump than Hillary was. But True. I kind of, I, to be fair, I didn't say she's going to lose definitely and, and Trump is going to win. Um, I thought that she was, it was very, it, it was hers to lose kind of. And um, actually, you know, I, I, I just accepted other people's, I, I don't know. I, there was such consensus. I kind of thought yeah. he was going to All the like people win. that went to good colleges and shit were like, right. were like, right. she's going to win for sure. And I right. was like, well, they got fucking degrees. What do I nah. want? Well, yeah. There's no way. <laughs> I was Nicolas Cage in that movie Next. I was running around yelling about the sky falling like a fucking crazy person because right. I just knew, I had this gut awful feeling that right. he was going to crush it. Yeah, I, I felt that Trump was going to win actually until the Access Hollywood tape yeah. came out. And then I was like, like, oh, it's over. There's no way that oh, I yeah, him. No. But then they did. They did. They did, yeah. I knew that, <laughs> at that point, I knew. I mean, Trump is just like Teflon, and um, Libs really, it is so annoying hearing their ideas about how to defeat him. Yeah. Like, we're going to call him a name. We're going to come <laughs> yeah. up with a real na- good name that will send a bunch of Donald him. Ducks to uh, Trump yeah. Howard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like they don't get it. No one cares about none of the people. Like, ostensibly, we want to. They want to, we want to defeat Trump by um, getting the people who stayed home to leave the House and getting mm-hmm. back some of the people who went from uh, Obama to Trump to go back. Or, you know, no, yeah. neither of those populations, as diverse as they are to some extent, no one really in those populations cares at all about Russia. Yeah, yeah, not a one. At all. You know who does care about Russia, though, is uh, people who donate money to the party and also people who work at uh, uh, media companies like CNN. And right. MSNBC. Or think tanks. Yeah, MSNBC. Yeah. yeah. I can't. My my parents had a big. I mean, my parents, it's going to like ruin their relationship, honestly. My dad's been watching a lot of MSNBC. Oh, and no. it's really not oh, good. No. Stop, dad. Yeah, I you- know. I know. It's terrible. They And my parents saw Fahrenheit um, 11.9. Yeah. Which my mom, I think they both really liked it, but my dad is like, says these Russia things, and my mom and I are horrified. And then, you know, he'll, he'll, my mom will say something back, and he'll be like, You just want to, like, you'd rather blame, you know, centrist Dems for everything, and you don't care about Trump. It's like, well, we do, but part of the reason we care about centrist Dems, first of all, is because they help Trump get elected. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and on their own, they really suck. I really wonder, I'm like, at this point, is. Uh, what is it about America that we need the opposition party to whatever holds power to be like totally conspiracy based? Like, why is it oh, that MSNBC switched into Fox News as soon as Trump became president? I know right? because political operatives are replacing journalists. On I also these think shows. because we need and they have for to, years. Like, we need these shows to be so exciting, and it's right. like, man, it's just not that exciting. Like, right? You know and they what need I mean? they like, should be adversarial, but against other people, not against. Like, I mean, they should be adversarial against Trump, but for very different reasons. Well, they, I, my thing is, is like they're so adversarial with Trump. I only hope that they remember to be adversarial when it's someone who didn't insult them personally. Right. <laughs> like, well, uh, here, right. Here, here's the thing about so you you kind of hit the nail on the head with like being like a TV show. Like it's like a prestige drama. That's basically what MSNBC is now with all these minor characters that pop up time and time and time. <laughs> right. But the problem with the voters is that most people like don't want to see it so they just turn watch another station turn to something else right. and that's why so many people stay home and that's why hillary clinton lost i met people young uh I, i'll never forget this i was at the dnc sat it was the morning of like the big day and all the sanders supporters were rallying in the little uh, conference area and like these three like you know 19 20 year old girls who worked across the street at like the coffee shop were coming over to see what was going on because they hadn't been following it at all whatsoever mm. they said mm. oh it's just been so much you know you know negativity and bullshit right. like they had just like tuned it out entirely yeah. they didn't know mm. what was going on what the they weren't following the horse race they weren't committed right. to it because all it was was just like a bunch of bullshit that had nothing to do with their actual lives yeah right. that's a really good point leslie because the people who talk about material needs of people don't get promoted on any of these networks right, right. they well, don't let- get they don't get op-eds in, in major right. newspapers. I mean, think about everyone who was wrong three years ago. They well, were also, all dead wrong. And they're all still employed. They're employed yeah, or I mean, have been promoted. But Leslie, yeah. I just want to say that you, it's very easy for you to say that as a straight white man. Yes. <laughs> make those comments about, um, you know, 
material interest being right. important because only straight white men care about material Those interest. Those are heterosexual it's a, it's a, male priorities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's kind of um, get into it because yeah. one of the really you know bad things about it being 2016 again, it's like it's not 2016 having learned the lessons right, of at all, 2016. At all. Right. No, it's the it's, same It's less stuff. excusable this time because it's they are, we already know. Right. It's Groundhog Day, but the horror movie, not a, not a rom-com. <laughs> but we already know. I mean- these people are so shameless. Like they already know what happened and they're repeating it again. Like we can't just run against Trump. And that's not Trump apologia. That's just saying what gets people out of the house to vote. Um, and yeah, I, I just, it's, it is, it's stunning to me that people are still saying the same things. The Bernie bro narrative never went away and it's still yeah. out there. It's being um, resurrected, especially now with these harassment claims. Yeah. Um, which are I'm sh- I mean look harassment happens in every campaign. Oh, well, I'm not let's, belittling let's, let's, it. Let's tell people what you're talking about. Okay, so so people came forward um, to talk about sexual harassment and pay inequity that happened uh, on the Bernie campaign, and. You know, what's interesting is that people also talked about this on the Hillary campaign. And at right now, what, what Sanders has said lately, like the latest thing is that he apologized. He said he was not aware of it. And what we know about Hillary Clinton's campaign is that, and actually last time I was on the show, we talked about it. We talked it, about right? it, yeah. Right? But um, she had a, um, it was revealed after the election. Um, and consultant. I'm sure the New York Times sat on it, honestly. But yeah, a faith consultant named Strider, named Bern Strider, Burn who Strider. can never remember yeah. which order it is because they're <laughs> non-names. Um, and yeah, he so a young woman had accused him of sexual harassment, and Hillary Clinton, um, against her advice, her campaign manager's adv- advice, right. Patty Solis uh, Doyle was like, "You must yeah, fire him." She was like, right. "No, I refuse." Yeah. No, I'm not going to fire him. We'll dock him some weeks of pay, and also we'll make him get counseling. And he didn't get the counseling. And then he right. went on to work at the very esteemed. This was in 2008. To be fair, well, yeah. I don't know. I'm saying to be fair, but this was I don't 2008. Know. Yeah, don't say that. Yeah. That's yeah. when she was running against Obama. Right, right, right. No, yeah, no, no. I just mean it's not as recent, but it doesn't matter because right. then he was he worked at um, Correct the Record. It was revealed that she had done nothing about it, and then she did this really weird thing, um, and he, of course, went on to harass other people, and then they fired him. Um, and he was her faith advisor, which is extra right. creepy. Yeah. Um, and she kept using him even after 2008. Um, that, and again, the story is that she personally made sure to right. keep a harasser on staff. Right. Well, yeah, she said every, this is so funny, it's a, it's a deja vu, because she, of course, had said every um, survivor of sexual assault deserves to be believed and heard, and then she had to change that because Juanita Brodrick, of course, brought up that she had been raped by her husband, and, yeah. and if you say believe women, um, you can't say believe women unless it's my husband who did the rape. Right. Um, I don't think that's part of the believe women movement, but actually- I think she, Didn't she yeah. change it to like, believe women when it's credible? No, I, that was the other time. Out, I think the, I think it was no the right to be listened to. I think not mm. not um. So that's what she changed it to. And then she said, some she was asked about it, and she goes, "Well, everyone has the right to um to be listened to until they are proved like they are disbelieved or something." Right. Um. Yeah. Which uh, Juanita Broderick was never. She has been discredited, but not with evidence. I mean, she's been smeared. Right. Right. So, and that's a whole other thing. And I just did a, an episode where I um, interviewed this journalist, Josh Kendall, who has written about all these other cases about Bill Clinton's, uh, Bill Clinton being accused of rape. And we only know some of them. Uh, Wild. So she goes, she goes, everyone should be, when she was asked about Juanita Broderick, who, by the way, accused Bill Clinton of having raped her in 1978, and she came forward in 1999 to tell her story very reluctantly, so she was silent about it for two decades, right. and uh, we can get into that, but basically, she's telling the truth. She's now a Trump supporter for very understandable reasons. Sure. No one on the left listened to her, and um, she was not political when she accused Bill Clinton of it. She's become political because, in large part, I think, because she was totally ignored and then smeared by people who should have been her allies, you know, liberals, feminists, Democrats. Right. And, and in fact, just in November, Philip Raines, this piece of yeah, shit. piece of shit. Philip Raines, who's a Hillary advisor, uh, Hillary aide, who played Donald Trump in the debates. 
I mean, he's the guy who worked with my old agent at CAA. And oh, really? Had those emails that got me, yeah, kicked off. Oh, uh, I didn't know Because I, I posted like a WikiLeaks email between Philip Rains and this asshole at CAA. Oh, wow. And it was my demise uh, oh for my God. social networking. I should have you, you should talk about that on my show. So yeah. he actually said in November that Juanita Broderick is full of shit. God. He said that about a woman who should be believed. My and he God. said about her, he goes, look, you don't believe me? Don't listen to me. Listen to um, Ken Starr. He didn't <laughs> He didn't believe her either. You think he would have gone ease on her? It's a myth. This myth has been very successfully spread. And it's a good myth because it doesn't take a lot of um, – the, the reality is confusing because it's the law. So the, the thing is that Juanita Broderick didn't want to come forward – there's recording of her saying to someone she didn't know she was recording her saying, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to be talk. I don't want to talk about it. It's too long ago. He's too right. vicious. N- no Oof. one will be able to stick him with any. Nothing will stick. He's awful. I have my own life. I have a private life. I have my kid. I'm a businesswoman. I don't want to talk about it. She says that. And they even say to her, because the people who came were actually Paula Jones's investigators. Oof. Paula Jones is the woman who accused Bill Clinton of sexual mm-hmm. harassment. And that's what caused the whole impeachment trial to happen. That's how they discovered Monica Lewinsky. They also discovered Broderick. So she didn't want to come forward. And she said, if they subpoena me, I'm not going to, I won't give it to them. I'm not going to tell them what happened. She's, she's deposed. She says she wasn't raped by Bill Clinton because she doesn't want to tell him, tell anyone about it. She doesn't want her personal life in the open. And um, she doesn't want to be smeared like Jennifer Flowers was for talking about having an affair with him. Mm -hmm. And then um, she is called by Kenneth Starr, and at this point, her son says, Mom, you really can't lie to Kenneth Starr. You can't lie to a federal, in a federal investigation. So she gets immunity from him and then tells him what happened, and it was rape. Now, the reason that Kenneth Starr didn't use her, her testimony in the impeachment is because his the impeachment was about obstruction of justice. What they got right. Bill Clinton on was lying about having had sexual relations with that woman, meaning Monica Lewinsky. It wasn't the actual oral sex that happened in the Oval Office. Um, let's just say sex, because I'm not going to play his stupid games of not calling it sex. It wasn't the right. sex in the office, the Oval Office. It was lying about um, whether he had had relations with, with Monica Lewinsky. And for Juanita Broderick's story to count he would have had to have tried to pay her off or bribe her or threaten her. He would have had to have obstructed ah, right. the justice process. Right, right, exactly. And they said to her, you know, did he do any of that? And she said, no. So that's another example of why she's so credible. Like if this woman wanted to ruin Bill Clinton's life, you know how right. easy it is to say, how much more, how much easier it is to say, oh yeah, sometime in the past 20 years, uh, he or someone else called me and was like, don't tell anyone what happened. Right. You don't have to, like, you could easily say that. That's a lot easier to prove than than her, the rape. And she had corroborating, not witnesses, but corroborating people that she had told, including mm-hmm. a woman who saw her right after with a bloody lip. And just so people know, the rape that she accused him of was in a hotel room and um, he bit her lip to keep her quiet while she was screaming <laughs> and pressed down on her shoulder. And then when he left, he was walking out the door and he said, you're going to want to you're going to want to put some ice on that. Oh, my God. Um, just yeah. like horrendous. Yeah. And also, like, I think I remember reading about it. I think actually I, I listened to uh, uh, your interview. Yeah. Uh, it, it was very in the, like Weinstein, Wayne Weinstein mold, too, of like, you know, come up to this room and then suddenly yes. it was not what was expected. Right. So what happened was and yeah, he said, you'd better put some ice on that. And that's actually the title of Juanita's book, which she wrote called uh, You Better Put Some Ice on That, How I Survived Being Raped by Bill Clinton. And um, what happened is she was a nursing home owner and operator, and he and she she was a Bill Clinton volunteer when he was the attorney general. He was running for governor, and she was a volunteer for him. And he was visiting different businesses and nursing homes. He went to her nursing home. They started talking because she ran that nursing home. Mm-hmm. This is in um, 1978 in Van Buren, Arkansas. And sorry, I'm like totally taking the show into that direction, but it's it's pretty relevant Fine. now. Um, yeah. So he. She, he said to her, if you're ever in Little Rock, let me know and we can continue this conversation because they were talking about the reimbursements and how she couldn't, you know, how hard it was to take care of their patients. And it was all kind of like, you know, uh, Medicaid insurance stuff, basically. So he said, if you're ever in Little Rock, let me know. And she went to Little Rock with a, with her director of nursing for a nursing seminar. 
And she called Clinton's office, and she said that Clinton's secretary said, oh, hi, yeah, um, Clint, Mr. Clinton said, Attorney General Clinton said that if you ever called, that he, I should give you his apartment number, which is huh. weird. So yeah, she strange. did call that number, and she said, I'm in Little Rock. Um, are you going to be in the head, at your headquarters today? I can stop by. And he said, no. Where are you? And she says, well, I'm going to a conference here, and we're staying at the Camelot Hotel. And he said, okay, I'll come by and we can have coffee in the in the coffee shop that's like part of the hotel. So he gets there and he calls up to her room and says, it's really crowded here and there are reporters. Can we just talk in your hotel room? She said, okay. And she told me, she's like, I don't know what I was thinking at that time, but I probably was like, well, he's the attorney general. So I wouldn't have been as wary of, uh, weary of talking to a man in my room if he were... Because he was the attorney general. Like, right, 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 right. You don't anticipate. Exactly. You, like, that he's you don't anticipate rape. that a very serious person, like the of attorney law, general. Right, yeah, exactly. Who, who's the representative exactly. of law. Yeah. Right. In your state is going to rape you. And then um, he did. And yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's very relevant because I think what happens is that people. And so, yeah. So what? So then, you know, this guy, um, Philip Raines, goes on. Yeah. Ironically enough, is on the National Review podcast, which is oh ironic because God. whenever I talk about Juanita or anyone talks about Juanita, we're accused of being Trump apologists or parroting right wing <laughs> talking course. points. And then, right. but it's yeah. very sad and infuriating because the whole reason Juanita Broderick is now a Trump supporter is because the very people who are supposed to listen to her right. wouldn't. So where well. is she supposed to go? And that's also why. I sound like like the liberal media wouldn't cover this, barely covered it. And right. Andrea Mitchell in 2016, she had been said she had been um it was a denied long discredited and denied claim. It wasn't discredited. The MSNBC had right. to take that out. But um yeah, and so this is what I actually think there's kind of a parallel there with when Dems or Libs turn their backs on people, and this can be applied to a lot of things, they will go elsewhere and then the Dems will de- vilif- villainize those people. Instead mm-hmm. of looking at how they sent them right, there. like why did we lose like these Ohio, yeah. like like Ohio, exactly. the entire them, yeah. state of Ohio, yeah, the entire yeah. state of Ohio, yeah, right, uh, uh, right. The the answer is not like what did we what could we have done to win the people of Ohio. The uh, instead, it's Ohio is canceled. They're all yeah, bigots. exactly, right. yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not on us one. or that narrative. It's not on us to like. It's your duty to vote. It's not on me to. I mean, right. are you kidding? Politicians yes. supposed to run for your vote. So right. um, speaking, speaking yeah. of those, you know. Sorry, yeah. No, 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 please. But this is really no, relevant. No. This, because was, this, was, this, this, this is exposes the hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah, because there, we know now that there have been, um, you know, uh, ha- harassment claims. And I look, every campaign is going to have them. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying them. And I'm not saying Sanders' right. response to it was perfect then. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying his response to it is perfect now. But I certainly think that saying that it was like the worst response ever which some people are saying is it's just ridiculous. a total lie and ridiculous yeah i'm looking for that clinton thing with this what she said because it's yeah. very yeah okay so here it is uh 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 it's a, a story appeared today about something that occurred in 2008. I was dismayed when it occurred, but was heartened. Uh, the young woman came forward, was heard, and had her concerns taken seriously and addressed. I called her today to tell her how proud I am of her uh, and to make sure she knows what all women should. We deserve to be heard. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> That's what? that is that is so funny. You're absolutely right that the that's the moving the goalpost. It's like yes. it used to be believe women, and now it's like actually women should be heard and then filed away. Okay, thank yeah. you. We heard it. Now please leave the room. It uh, was so the adults will weird. take care of it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And the larger thing is like this is a problem with like every campaign. Yeah, it's a and politics problem, right. in general. Right. Can we just look at this one clause again, though? Sorry, I was um. I was dismayed when it occurred, but was heartened this young woman came forward, was heard, and had her concerns taken seriously and addressed. Addressed was, what does that mean? That means that when I didn't do anything about them, right. eight years later, she got a story out of it. Like, I, I don't right. even understand. Was she powerless to do something at the time? She was dismayed when it occurred? What did she do about it? You know what they did? They moved her to a different part of the campaign, by the way. Yeah. 
Anyway, sorry, I just can't get over that. It's like I feel like that's gaslighting. By the no, way, no, I mean, I, and I do think it actually like uh, uh, illustrates kind of like a larger problem with that people have with the Democrats in general, which is like they do not walk the walk. <laughs> like exactly. you know, when you have a can- when you have yeah. a candidate who like is out there saying a bunch of stuff, it's like, and but their personal actions or like professional actions or policy r- yeah. run counter to it. That's an issue. That is an right. issue. Right. <laughs> and I think Republicans. It's funny. The right is like more hypocritical and less hypocritical at the same time they're more hypocritical in that they claim to be these like you know right like the christian right they totally violate their norms but they're like we know that we know they're hypocrites we know that they don't actually believe in any of those things um or if they do it's like violating their own you know the the it's like that's not jesus christ's message anyway so it's like a bunch of bullshit and hypocrisy right right, but like the the libs we're supposed we the libs (laughs) slash left i mean I would say there's some of this overlap. Like, we're supposed to be better than that. That's the whole thing. We don't do that stuff. So when we do, it's even more of a betrayal. Well, Um, I would even make the argument, and I I think that they, you know, uh, uh, he makes the argument, uh, Thomas Franks makes this in the the Listen Liberal book, but it's like almost like the liberals are more dangerous because they're at the actual impediment to progress. Like conservatives are out there like just like, you know, advocating for hate, trying to push the country in the wrong direction. Liberals are out there like, you know, snake oil salesmen saying, I want this and then not doing it. And then giving leftist policies a bad name too, right? Right. Because we have something like Obamacare and the people are like, this sucks. I don't want. I'm not going to fight right. for healthcare stuff because look how bad the government is when they put their hands in. Right, and then whatever. obviously undercutting uh, uh, the left or anyone who would actually want to right. do progressive policy that might piss off the the wealthiest of their donors. Frankly, yeah, speaking of that, let's. Uh, I wanted to talk about like how a lot of these narratives are repeating from 2016. Oh, yeah. totally. The left yeah. punching. So it's David Brock wrote. Bernie Sanders fans can't be allowed to poison another Democratic primary with personal attacks. Bashing Beto O'Rourke and every other Democrat doesn't help liberals help liberals cause in 2020. It only helps Trump. And then he says, I'm hardly the only political observer who blames Hillary Clinton's general election defeat to Donald Trump, in part on personal attacks to Clinton, first made by Senator Bernie Sanders, (laughs) IVT, because he wants us to remember he's an independent, not even a Democrat, and his backers. (laughs) Those attacks from her left laid the groundwork for copycat attacks lobbed by Donald Trump and in the process helped him hand the Supreme Court to the right wing for a generation. Don't believe me? Ask yourself who said what. And then he has... Right. Six quotes, and you have to guess whether it's Trump or Sanders. Yeah. So I, t- I took it's so, and it's so dumb. It's so obvious, by the way. It's so obvious which one is which. But and guess what? You can be critical of things for different reasons, and that's another really lazy argument. Like, well, oh, also, um. Isn't that what fucking primaries are for, actually? Yeah. Like, yeah. Aren't we supposed to, like, run against each other in right. primaries? Like, yeah. that's what and they're it's like for, the folks. guy said, forget enough about the goddamn emails. Like, if this guy wanted yeah. to help Trump, um, he would have gone after that. I, I mean, mean I'm Brock like, is the biggest scum fuck in the world. I know. Well, and what, so, so people don't know, he used to be the hitman on the right, and he worked against the Clintons, right. near um, Anita Hill, and then he converted. Then he had a face turn. He spent... Yeah. Millions and millions of dollars on bots and trolls right. to just so that, fuck right. with Bernie supporters online. Right, correct the it, record. Yeah. Uh huh. So and, and he runs Media Matters, which is like yep. the hit operation for the and um, uh, Share Blue. I think it's Share Blue now because mm-hmm. I it think is he Share actually Blue. stepped away from Media Matters because he does all these sketchy legal things. So, but it's I, all about American Bridge, isn't that just the entire yeah. super PAC? Yeah. So and and he was he called himself a he has a book called Blinded by the Right and it's like uh. confessions of a former right wing hitman. He's just as uns- he's as disgusting as he ever was. He just does it for centrist and corporate Dems instead of for yeah. the Republicans. But I edited this thing and I just all I did was I crossed some things out and put in some words. So I wrote it. So it says David Brock can't be allowed to poison another Democratic primary with personal attacks bashing. Bernie doesn't help liberals cause in 2020. It only helps Trump just like it did in 2016. And I say, I'm hardly the only political observer who blames Hillary Clinton's general election defeat to Donald Trump in part on personal attacks on Bernie Sanders made by David Brock and his backers. Those attacks from David Brock's Correct the Record and Share Blue laid the groundwork for copycat attacks um, lobbed (laughs) by a network of trolls and bots and in the process helped hand the Supreme Court to the right wing for generation. Don't believe me? Ask yourself who said what. And then I have six quotes. Do you want me to read them to you and you guys can guess who said what if I give you like... Please. Okay. So should I'll give you a choice, right? Because you won't be able to guess them on your own. So should I give you... Okay, the choices are David Brock, 
Neera Tandon, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, I think I'm going to be honest, Lonnie Davis, John Podesta. Oh, uh, my my dream dinner. That's my that's my dinner party. Uh. Um, okay, ready? So here's here's um I know you just got me so excited about this dinner party thing. Okay, <laughs> I can barely concentrate now. Okay, so um here's one quote. I think Bernie Sanders is running the most negative campaign of any Democrat in primary history. All of these attacks on Secretary Clinton at the end of the day are character attacks. They're very personal, they're totally unwarranted. Okay. Uh, John Podesta, I think. Yeah, that okay. sounds like a Podesta. Podesta, okay. And who? Sounds like JP to me. Okay, and David Brock. Okay. Okay. That was David Brock. Brock. Now, but right, this is, black lives don't matter to Bernie Sanders. Who says That's that? David Brock. <laughs> That's David Brock. So just put into, let's read in there. They're, they're very personal. They're totally unwarranted attacks on Hillary. And then the same person said, black lives don't matter to <laughs> yeah. Bernie Sanders. Okay. Then I was prepared to bring up Bernie Sanders' medical records. I was prepared to bring up Bernie Sanders. Is that a Trump? That feels like that could be a Trump. It, yeah, but Trump's not in here. Oh, but, Trump's not one of the options. Yeah, no, no, okay, no. Yeah. Okay, okay, the the okay. options are to remind as a reminder, it's David Brock, John Podesta, Lanny Davis, Neera Tandon, and um Bernie Sanders. It's either Neera Tandon. I'm gonna say Bernie Sanders. I'm gonna go against the grain. Brock. I think this is a trick question. It's Bernie, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> okay. Everyone, anyone else? Have I, I a, think Neera. I think it's, it sounds nasty enough or to just, be a Neera. It could just be Brock over and over again. It, that it's, could be yeah. her. It's Brock. I was prepared yeah, to bring Bernie Sanders medical. Brock. David Brock. Sorry. Wow. Records up. I overthought. And I know you. I know. Ready? Okay. This is a good one. Who wrote this? David Brock, chill out. We're fighting on who would make a better president, not on who has a better physical fitness test. Hmm. Oh, that's John Podesta. Yes, very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. He tweeted that, guys. He tweeted that. That's how wow. awful this guy David Brock is, that John Podesta has to, like, shame him for being a dick. Wow. Okay, here's another one. Ready? For God's sake, stop, David. This is very harmful to HRC. No one I know who supports HRC. Nera. Any, and, and this is an email, to be fair. The first one was tweeted. I keep saying to be fair. This is an email, so it's different. No one I know, and it was leaked. No one I know who supports HRC is anything other than repulsed and disgusted by your call for medical records <laughs> release. I am talking about dozens of people all day today. Please, please stop this and apologize. Nera. Nope. Oh, Podesta? Nope. Lanny? Lanny Davis. Lanny wow. Davis. Isn't that insane? This guy Lanny, is so Lanny, evil. The Michael that, Cohen defender. Yes. Yeah, Michael, and, yeah. the, and the coup government in Honduras. Yes. This and he was a Hillary surrogate. Wow. Isn't that so fun? This guy is so evil. He turns these people into righteous <laughs> people. They're, they're scum of the earth. Michael Cohen's attorney is like, yes. stop, stop. Yes. He's like, can you show some decency? He's like, be decent. Okay. I hope Hillary truly understands how batshit crazy David Brock is. Trusting David Brock probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I hope people get he's kind of a nut bar. He's like a menace. I continue to believe he's the Manchurian candidate of the GOP secretly out to tank her. I honestly think David Brock is a conservative plant. Nira. Yes, good. Nira's Nira. paranoid. Yeah, Nira. She's Sorry. extremely online. Yeah, that's yeah. Nira. Yeah, but she's kind of right in this case. Anyway, yeah. um, or reasonable. She, she was a GOP plant. I know. I mean, and I know, she should know as a GOP plant a, herself. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, and she sent this um, in an email to John yeah. Podesta. I wonder if yes, they have, I wonder all, if yeah. the same handler. I wonder and if then, the, any of them talked to Hillary Clinton directly. Well, she actually about says in one this. of those things, she says, she says a be- that's a good question, actually. So then... Um, uh, who said this? Ready? I was criticized for being too aggressive in my support for Secretary Clinton, and rightly so. Looking back, I recognize that there were a few moments when my drive to put Hillary in the White House led me to take too stiff a jab. I own up to that. I regret it, and I apologize to you and your supporters. Bernie. <laughs> that sounds like Bernie Sanders. No. I was oh. criticized for being too aggressive in my support of Secretary Clinton. Oh, you- oh. Bill Clinton. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's funny. Lanny? No. Nope. Glenn Greenwald? Brock. David Brock. Brock. I'm just kidding. Brock. David Brock. That, yeah, that but would be him. He, yeah. he wrote a Slightly. piece at Medium. He wrote yeah. a piece at Medium saying, Bernie, I'm with you. And everyone just, laughed right. so yes. hard, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that this guy writes, Bernie, I'm with you in 2017. And a year later, he writes a piece, Bernie cannot be allowed to poison the primary again. Did you see the comment I, I left there? No. I left one of the top comments on that Dear Bernie, I'm with you oh, piece Brock wrote. Awesome. I, I wrote, I would rather eat, like, I think I wrote, like, dozens of horse penises than ever work <laughs> along with you. I mean, maybe one for me. Um, Let me find but yeah, it. that's it. No, it's there somewhere. The and then, so, um, 
Really? Is that that's the smear they're saying based on what? Based on David Brock's long history of honesty and integrity, the man who tried to destroy and need to hell. Yeah, Bodie, she's growling at him because she but she like this is a grab of support. She doesn't like that he's smeared. This is like my favorite person ever. Really? Really? Uh, is that smear? That's what the same based on what? Based on David Brock's long history oh, Sanders. of honesty. Yeah. Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Um Anita Hill is a little bit slutty, a little bit nutty. Oh, David Brock. Oh, we know. Brock, yeah, that's yeah. Brock. And then last one. Brock Hillary classic. has Hillary has failed because she never really accepted the simple truth that legal and ethical structures and standards of accountability exist, not just to protect us from the ambitions of the wicked world, but from the hubris of the good. David Brock? Who said that? Yep. David Brock. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounded like a Bernie. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, Bernie's never that critical, though. Well, I mean, you know, if you were going to cherry pick one, I was like, maybe that's a Bernie. Maybe you found the one mean one. Right, right, right. No, no, no. But the Bernie one was when he calls out David Brock. Wow. Okay. I really, really hate that guy because I think oh, what he's he the did worst. was he, I think he actively poisoned a bunch of teenagers into becoming Trump supporters. Well, I, I don't know if he's the worst because there is a lot nice to choose from. You don't want right. to, you don't want to pick a worst yet because there's so right. many bad pundits from 2016 who are making a comeback now. They're reemerging after a couple of years of just doing their, you know, just resistance, just general <laughs> resistance. I wish they were in the in the woods resisting with Hillary. <laughs> general resistance against Trump, uh, you know, guerrilla right. fighting out there in right. the woods with uh, General uh, Commander uh, Solo, Princess Clinton. Um, right. Now they're reemerging back into the world and taking, you know, taking on power where it really matters in bad tweets and shitty op-eds. Uh-huh. Wow. We, we've seen some amazing ones. I think on the last show we talked about um, the Beto uh, Defense Force where uh, <laughs> people were... Def- the Beto males? Beto, the be- depending oh, that's funny. Pre- and, and unfortunately, we went to press before we got the ultimate Beto um uh, defense from Amanda Marcotte where she said that everybody was mad at Beto just because he was so goddamn hot and that's why all <laughs> right. the leftists were mad at him. Um, right. We right. have... She said that and she also said that um, Bernie fans just liked him because of his charisma. Yes, yes. W- right. Bad one. Um, we had um, Sadie Doyle who uh, echoed David Brock's take that Bernie Sanders campaigning was just so ugly in <laughs> 2016. And that's the reason why Hillary Clinton lost because Bernie was like just kind of mean to him. Right. Uh, which is, wait a second, I thought it was Russia. Like I know well, it's Russia not Hillary's fault. She included that too. They she made included him, it too. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I know it's not Hillary's fault, but I sometimes get confused as to how it's not her fault. All right, and so right. and also we had ways, yeah. and also you know Sadie Doyle. People kind of tend to, especially after. You know the fanfic writing that she did about Hillary Clinton at the time. We kind of expect her to be, you know, kind of off a little bit when her writing. Yeah. But there's a couple who uh, people who like have ha- are respected generally, even though they're yeah. you know they're hardcore Hillary supporters, but they're respected. Right. And but they had a little thing, Jill Flopovich and Jeloni Cobb, who and Cobb actually writes some good stuff every yeah, so I've often. Yeah, i Every so well, often, yeah. but they um, were starting with the Jill Stein um, worked with oh, Russia to <laughs> defeat Jesus. Hillary Clinton thing, and they did this based on a Intercept article from like seven months ago that they didn't actually read and so like and you just go down the list jamel Bowie, who is my personal favorite worst columnist if you haven't if you've ever seen my twitter page you probably you mean the new york times yeah he got promoted to the new york times after being like disastrously wrong disastrously wrong in slate about every single aspect of the election. So not and it, it, you, know, you go down the list. Jessica Valenti uh, is doing the thing where oh she's saying that the only reason like people are critical of uh, Elizabeth Warren now is not because of that weird race science thing she did, or even right. just the simple fact that they didn't like that she you know sat out 2016, which was one of the most pivotal elections of you know possibly right. of of our lifetimes. 
it's that oh we're just sexist and hate women like that right. and she didn't and like with all these arguments none of them seem to notice that they tried all this two years ago and it didn't do a fucking thing to get Hillary Clinton right. elected. Like, the same people, so like N- NBC's Alex Seitzwald, New York Times' Dimitri yeah. Sindor, uh, the the goofy uh, mumbo jumbo voodoo magic, like uh, like math of Nate Silver and Harry Enten. All of these wacky West Wing characters are coming back, yeah. and they're just gonna make our lives suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. So a lot of them stayed out there, right? And didn't even go away. We didn't even have respite from them. Right. I'm looking for this tweet I did that that Jelani liked because it was like, I couldn't believe it. That's when I realized he really hated Sanders. And because I tweeted something very sarcastic about how Sanders had like hacked up the bodies of people or something. <laughs> and he liked it or retweeted it. Like, what? I really want to find it. I have to do a search of how. Yeah. I can't find it. Can you find how some if someone's like something? No, of yours? you can't see that. You uh, can't find yes, it. I've I've Man. looked for that before. You cannot. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, someone I think who has learned, for instance. I mean, maybe it's 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 verboten for me to uh, to say this, but like Matt Iglesias is yeah, he, than he is was one. Sixteen, right? He is like there's two people. <laughs> is he evolving? Yeah, there's two. He's he's still annoying, and but- his and his default position is still set to wrong. But he like <laughs> it. He's not like. So it, he's not like so invested on not uh, not evolving. Yeah. Well, I think maybe yeah. he sees his audience is changing. And he's yeah. still a little bit of pandering. I think he just I think listens to Chapo and wants to fit in. in the world. I think he just yeah, listens to no, I honestly think he like really is. I think he just like honestly. I think he realized it wasn't like it was. They were off. I think a lot a lot of people realize that. It, I said this in my last show, which I'm sure people will hate, and I even when I said it, I was aware of that. But I think a lot more men – don't say this, guys. Only I can say this. But okay. I think a lot more men – or not a lot. I've noticed that more men I know have said, yeah, we were wrong about the Hillary thing vis-a-vis Bernie than women. Um, I think it's you're for, right. I can't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have not a single word to say about that. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can take. Maybe we'll take that out. But um, the point. Yeah. Some who else is like before we get. I mean, I want to be. You know, it's my nature to punch right, punch center. But so I'm not trying to be goody two shoes. But let's just who who can you think of besides who Matt Iglesias? Like, because he is one who has. I, right? I actually said this on a tweet. The only two people who've improved their politics are Matt Iglesias and Teray. Those are the only two. I he was I almost had him on my show. I was trying. Um, we were DMing, but he, he, yeah, but he's doing Russia stuff now again oh, or Stein okay. stuff. He sucks. But he did say, what did he say that was good? It was like we were wrong. Yeah, about- he was wrong about the electability of Sanders. He would yes, have beaten right. uh, uh, right. Donald Trump. I mean, every what 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 really drives me crazy is that like it's one thing to say he wouldn't have won, but to say that he's like less electable than Hillary, which people keep saying. Right. Um, or he definitely wouldn't have won. Like I get you. I get you could say um, you don't know if he would have won. It's counterfactual. You can't say that. Shut up. No, I, like, I don't that's take that seriously. Thing. No, that is sexist when they say that to you, uh, Katie. You should not take know, that seriously. They're just trying to mansplain to you. You are right. He would have won. No, but but I mean, what's ridiculous is the claim that he definitely couldn't have. I yeah. mean, that's the ridiculous right. thing. Like, if you want to be an effective Hillary advocate and an effective. Bernie Slammer, basher, what you do is you say, we can't say for sure he wouldn't have won. But once you say, and I don't think that, right? But I'm just saying this is the way you're effective and even appear to be logical or honest. Once you say he definitely wouldn't have won, you have no cred whatsoever. Right. You're right. just You've a total lost liar. It because you don't personal, know what the fuck yeah. you're talking well, it, about. It's right. even and, worse than that, really, because what I know this is like, if you're still making these same arguments about even something like, I, I forget who said it, but someone what made this big, long thread about the reason Hillary Clinton lost and the overall reason she lost is because America is so sexist and sexism of America. Right. And right. if you say that, if you actually believe that, then there is absolutely zero reason why, we, why the Democrats should should nominate a woman in 2018. Exactly. Like exactly. you woke yourself right. to react being reactionary just right. because you don't want to acknowledge that Hillary Clinton made preventable mistakes. Exactly. That she right. was in uniquely flawed for this right. year to be run. Yeah, president. exactly. And and tr- in fact, if to be consistent, right, you're saying that we're going to be able to get over misogyny in four years. Yes. <laughs> right? Misogyny was, so strong, misogyny was so strong. Misogyny was so strong. 
Right, but the people who like her are saying this. In other words, the people right. who say she was great and misogyny was too big, there are a couple things. One is their thesis is misogyny was too great to overcome. She didn't she did nothing wrong, maybe something here or there, but we now need to within 4 years, right? By 2020, right. we are going to um nominate another woman because we don't care that she'll lose to Trump or because in 4 years we're going to be able to get um defeat the misogyny that existed to stop Hillary. Misogyny well, is done. Here, here, here's the yeah, thing. It will be soon. You know, yeah. uh, I think we have gotten over that misogyny, and so I don't see why we shouldn't just uh, put forward Hillary again then. Yeah. If it was yeah. only misogyny, <laughs> let's just have it be her again. Right. No, Misogyny's we, over, and we're so finally yeah. ready to vote for her. I mean, I guess these people would say what? It's a combo. It's the Russia stuff. It's the Stein stuff. And right. so... It's the forty years of lies. Philippe, spread yeah. Philippe by Rains says Roger Stone. They Philippe really, Rains has yeah. said multiple times that he thinks no one could have beaten Trump uh, in that election. Which why? I think it's is just confluence of you know what he's full of shit. I'll say about Philippe what he says about Juanita Broderick, which is he's full of shit. He's full of yeah. shit. Yeah. By the way, uh, four million sixty-four thousand two hundred fifty-six. That's twenty sixteen squared. Oh, great. Oh yeah. That's Were you doing that with a pen, with a paper and pencil this whole time? <laughs> he has Good an abacus over there. Good He's work. been sliding uh, rocks back and forth. Well, look, I, I, you know, we asked who who has gotten better, and I, no one comes to mind, but I can think of who think hasn't Iglesias gotten said. better. Okay, sure. Yeah, Iglesias, yeah. Iglesias. I, I agree yeah. with. I agree on Iglesias. I think that like Iglesias to me, it looks like it, it feels like he's like. He's like ready for change. He's like ready, ready to be for changed, Hillary, but is, <laughs> ready yeah, for but Bernie, isn't, yeah, uh, uh, ready for me, ready for not Hillary, ready for not Hillary. I don't, yeah. I don't want to move True. on because Matt Iglesias uh, sucks. He's awful. Well, I went to high school with Matt. I did. I went to high school with Matt. So, um, uh, I'm part of this New York elite, so I have all yeah. these like conflicting things, and it's it's why it's Class awkward. Traitor. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but well, that, that, I, but I. So I. I mean. I like Matt. I think he's. I have dis. I have problems with him. I don't know. Uh, I'll just say. How can is, we say more? It is yeah. not okay that different countries have different safety standards. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think right. we can all. Yeah, that was a bad that's take. A, yeah. That was a bad one, right? Yeah, there. that was a very bad take. These people need to also. This is the other thing with the women and misogyny thing, right? These people, if they were wrong about that, why should we listen to them? If right. it was misogyny, that that stopped Hillary Clinton, and if misogyny is so strong, why were they so blind to misogyny? Because we really know what the real truth is, and that right. like that is all fucking bullshit. Like there are just a, a bunch scam. of careerist people that like work within the Democratic establishment, and they know how to run one type of campaign, like the Obama style campaign. And so these people like you know hold a lot of uh, uh, they hold a lot of like influence and sway over the party, and they want it. They want the candidate to be someone who will run the type of campaign that they will get to work for. Right. That's really what I think is at the core of it. But the bigger problem is that the tech caught up to the Democrats. The Democrats had, you know, uh, pretty much the unprecedented access to Silicon Valley to get Obama elected in 2008 that the Republicans simply didn't have right. with, uh, you know, McCain or Romney. And everyone caught up. Tech caught well, up. I mean, it you know what else hard. happened is that Hillary had to deal with both um, ra sexism and racism. Yes. I, right. You know, because she's as an Arkansanian. Yeah, exactly. Who owns slaves. <laughs> no, people, an, as an AOC. People yeah. have said yeah. this Speaking before. Of which. People have said yes. this about Hillary Clinton and actually who put out the article just like just recently saying that it would be easier for a white. It was Jamel Bowie. Oh, of course. Uh, well, Jamel oh, Bowie. He, he put out an article basically saying that, you know, the Democrat uh, that a black um, candidate will actually have an easier time than a white candidate because a white candidate like Hillary Clinton will have to be so explicit when talking about racism and proving their racism, uh, their anti-racism bona fides, which, of course, we all what? remember Hillary Clinton doing so eloquently and so constantly. <laughs> in the crime bill? Like, he, he literally said that, like, you know, he kind of gave the second part of the actually Hillary Clinton is uh, WOC. She had to, right. she, people have said that she's just self-loathing. She had worse, yeah. she had to deal with racism. Um, it was harder for her than 
racism was worse on Hillary Clinton than it was on Barack <laughs> exactly. Obama. Oh, right, because right. he right. already uh, physically, yeah, yeah. Because, and this is what B- Bowie was saying. Like because he already embodies race, he doesn't have to yeah. talk about it as much. But poor little Hillary Clinton, she has to right. go out yeah. there. You know, she has to wear the dashiki. She has to pump her fist. Wait, so that yeah. the wait, but the thesis of that is that. What like Democrat? Like who? So wait, who are the anti-racists? That oh, it's black voters. That's who. Who she had a harder time with? No, he's saying saying, like it it offends white people to be as anti-racist as Hillary Clinton was, but it's easy, and so it offends white people less if you're just black and don't talk about race as much. So to be clear, in order to address class, in order to address race, she had to make herself so unpalatable. Yeah, right. You know know what I think? It it feels like it's interesting that uh, it's like in the same degree racism hurt her campaign uh, uh, to the same degree that Obama was just more charismatic than she was. Like, I really think that, like, that's what it comes down to is you're like, you're like, could it be racism or sexism or could it just be that nobody fucking likes this lady? Well, that's and the everybody really likes scary Obama. thing, I think, of like, of this new likability thing. Like, it's true. Like, people vote for people they want to have a beer with and that's not good necessarily, but it's true. And we should be assessing, we should be assessing people, how people's personalities. Now, now, uh, you know, Gore. It's not just a gender thing because Gore wasn't accessible, wasn't seen as accessible, and neither was Kerry. Right. They had that problem. Kerry um, was like the embodiment of the Massachusetts elite, right? Yeah. yeah, and he looked. They both looked like they were frozen. They had like Botox before anyone else had it. Their faces didn't move that much. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's an issue. Like we need to look at that. And San- it's not just charisma. I mean, Sanders doesn't have charisma. What Sanders has is authenticity and he has great policies. But I also think it's a little silly to pretend that messaging and affect don't matter. Sanders is totally straightforward. Um, I think people like that. The people who like him like that. Um, yeah. And he has a very unapologetic moral framework. Well, it's also part of this kind of like new Democrat thing of like we elect people based on like what their resume looks like. I'm like, no, that no. is not how any fucking buddy ever votes. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah. Right. You know, there we've talked about these bad pundits for a while, but there is one silver lining to me. And that's whenever I look at these people's mentions, because all these people went to not just elite universities, but elite high schools. These are people who have been groomed, who have groomed themselves from like middle school to be prominent political writers, people who are at the levers of power, who will change the world just through their words. And whenever you look at their actual fandoms, the people who read their stuff and like their stuff all it is is the worst, most bizarre people in the Democratic <laughs> Party. It is always none of these people or are David, that or smart. Republicans, David Frums and Steve Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Just when you look at their mentions, like all of them are just barely containing their anti-Semitism towards yeah. Bernie Sanders. And I'm, I do mean barely. I'm getting really pissed off about that, Leslie. As like, I, I don't like to play up. I, I think most secular Jews don't like to play up their Jewishness, but like Bernie Sanders is unequivocally different than, say, you know, someone who descended John from Kerry. the English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, it is funny that I swear to God, they're like making Beto into more of a POC than Bernie Sanders. Than Bernie, yeah. Like, right. come His on, dad was people. a Holocaust survivor. Like, it's a on. fucking joke. Yeah, <laughs> but like, all, like, so when you look at all their mentions, like, their writing is not bringing to them people who are it's not bringing it to them people who really like have a firm understanding of what is going on in politics and if you're a writer and none of your fan base understands anything they're talking about all they're talking about is how Bernie Sanders is a traitor it has to get at you I don't care how many promotions they get when Jamel Bowie logs online and says anything all he sees in response are like the most bizarre (laughs) (laughs) like in hinge people and it brings me joy yeah but it's like that doesn't cancel out the fact that they're being promoted like you said or just even employed still i'm not i'm not like there has been no reckoning or no acknowledgement of how much they got it wrong last time and zero zero and and you know what all these people by the way who tweeted about sanders response to harassment like clara jeffries who 
She's such a nah, she's such she's, a liar, yeah, and she's, she's an so editor. Hard. She edits morning. I mean, whoops. She edits uh, Mother Jones. Mother yeah. Jones. And really as up. as Glenn Greenwald and I once said, it's like we're we're just glad she didn't have to live to see uh, Mother Jones didn't have to live to see her name dragged through the mud like that with this schlocky magazine. But she said, um, "Oh, with the harassment, like what a surprise! Like why am I not surprised at a guy who didn't who didn't do anything?" To apologize. To stop my, yeah, me being yelled at online. Besides, right, besides some <laughs> DMs. Like, he made a video where he said, we don't want that crap about sexism. Yeah. What, how, yeah. how up her own ass does she have to be? Or is she just a liar? Maybe maybe Clara, when she says she's being harassed, it's because she tweets all day about how homeless people annoy her. Uh, yeah, I they mean, are like, really annoying. That's the <laughs> no, I mean, but Katie, Katie like, as a also kind of secular jew doesn't it fucking piss you off to see yeah. these like dog whistles even after like which you know, ones uh the constant like the the you know the, the speak clara the jeffrey mischievous... no clara jeffrey did one oh, of these yeah she, uh... oh my god yeah with a character from the yeah Tolkien... the phantom toll yeah, yeah. Phantom... yeah no i mean sometimes these like goblins. sally yeah there's a lot of anti-semitic caricatures of him the cheap stuff the free stuff the, he runs the media thing. Judas, um, yeah. They are like, oh my god, I could not believe that. This who's that guy? Deborah Sir Messing. James what the, the third. Fuck? Oh, I know. Well, she's so. I think she's just so dumb. I think she's dumber than yeah, a, a, a sack of bricks or whatever the saying <laughs> yeah. is. I think she has to be so dumb because I don't think I, I just don't think she's the intelligence to know, which is saying a lot. But like, oh, what about the what about your ma- um star? What's his name? Oh, Terrell, the guy who just went to the Ukrainian anti-Semitic house of Jew. Who always just ends up falling dick first into like a bunch of Nazis. And it's like, yeah, I actually feel so sorry for Terrell. Wait, but I have a question, though. Okay. He's a Russia expert, though. Did you know this? He's, He's a Russia expert. I know. Well, obviously, if you go to a, so- a, a Ukrainian restaurant, don't get that it's a big, <laughs> like, anti-Semitic, like, theme theme restaurant. Uh, should we should, we should see the fake we should, curls, We should dude. explain to people. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like you know, if you have a, it's a, restaurant. a theme restaurant oh. for, like, cowboys, this is just one for, for, like, Jews. Jews. <laughs> right, oh, but it's not God. run by Jews. It's not like, haha, Jews are doing a Jewy thing. It's like Ukrainians, and there's no prices listed on the menu because you have, you to, have haggle. to haggle. Yeah. Oh, but, my God. I'm looking at pictures. Uh, it's not it's great. Horrible. It's not great, folks. It's not great. And by but, the way, like, yeah. This city used to have Jews, and they were all oh, killed and I think in the it was built 30s. on top of yeah. I think it was also built on top of, like it couldn't get worse. Like you can't make this up. I think it may have been built on top of like a bombed out synagogue or something. Jesus. Yeah. What's this it's place like called? A I'm bad curious. Bad parody. Um, but he did you see where he kind of apologized? He said he deleted the photos, but he, then he said thanks for everyone who literally gaslit me. Yeah. What was he talking about? Because he said people were trying to get him fired. That's not gaslighting, friend. <laughs> Words it, don't mean anything anymore. No, it, he doesn't mean gaslighting. He's like, thanks to everyone who called out anti-Semitism that I was unknowingly promoting to be generous. Right. Like, you can't play the victim when you're, like, being an, when you're. Apologizing for anti-Semitism. Yes. <laughs> like, let's just be, like, fine. Let's say, let's say he's just an idiot. He didn't know that the, yeah. the, the rest, the Jew-themed restaurant was a problematic. He had no idea. Which yeah. I honestly kind of oddly believe. Yeah, I, it's I, like the, the line between stupid and, um, and bigoted is like very If I was in yeah. the Ukraine and I walked into a Jewish themed restaurant, I would think, oh, these are like Orthodox Jews running a restaurant. Like, yeah. I wouldn't well, know the, any the better. Well, the thing but... is, Jack, you don't claim to be a Russia Ukrainian expert. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You know, <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. A lot of people make out. a lot of money being Russia experts these days. So, as of this podcast, I now do claim <laughs> that I'm right. a Russian, Russian Jack. Jack. I went to Moscow at one time. I'm an Update expert. Update your bio. Now. <laughs> I'm an expert in yeah. Russia. Change your username to Russian Jack. I'm gonna oh just uh, I'm gonna do a, a picture where I wear a suit and it looks like I'm on a news show, and then I'll say I'm a, a Russia expert. But that is such a dis- that is such a great example of the total weaponization, not just of identity politics, but of victimizing a uh, victim culture. Like you are actually accusing people. Can you imagine yes. if I went to a restaurant that had like people in blackface in it? working right. on it, and that was right. a theme and minstrel. Yeah, call it Jolson's or something. Yeah, and then. I tweeted photos Jewish of that. I tweeted photos of that. Photos of that, and then people told me it was offensive. And then I said, "Oh, I deleted them." And thanks to everyone who literally gaslit me. Yeah, fuck you to the haters for hating on me yeah. for going to this restaurant. But that's all it is, dude. That's that's all the lang- like. That's we're we're weaponizing identitarian language to basically say haters back off. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. All right.
But I, I know it's crazy. All right. So I think we've uh, covered, you know, all the bad pundits of 2016. We we will be doing a live show with the Katie Halper. Struggle session X yes. Katie Halper. Don't have a date it's yet. Probably going to, no, right. we might be waiting until it like warms up till New York is not frozen. Right. It's cold yeah. as shit over there. I don't need to change. ever experience snow. So I thought These LA boys, and I'm from Louisiana, and uh, we don't fuck with that cold stuff. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. But we will be doing one. Yeah. We're really excited for it. Katie, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at KT Helps. That's letter K, letter T, H A L P S. And on uh, Instagram by the same name, but. Most importantly, SoundCloud and iTunes. It's just called the Katie Halper Show. And um, on Patreon, and I'm still mad at that one Patreon, that painfully honest Patreon person who told me that they unsubscribed to my Patreon so they could subscribe to yours. Uh-huh. Um, we got to track that person down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, pa- yeah. Go to if you go to my Patreon, you'll have a bonus episode with. Well, I did an extended interview with Naomi Klein. David Sirota, just patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Um, yeah, that's where they can find me. And hopefully I'll have a piece at Broadly soon. Um, I've been posting some of my interviews on uh, Common Dreams. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Thanks. See you next week. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.